Hey there, Mama. Today I'm going to take you through my planning for postpartum thoughts and checklist and all the things because this pregnancy I'm T minus one week away from having baby girl and I'm so 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 excited but this pregnancy I've really actually been focusing on the aftermath of the birth which is the fourth trimester because that's one thing that I've come to realize is so important and I'm so bummed that it's taken me to baby number three to realize this so for all my first time mamas out there this is actually a really important thing just as you prepare for the first trimester the second trimester the third trimester your fourth trimester I think even you deserve more care and support in that time so we're going to go through that today and I'm so excited to share my thoughts around this with you. Hey mama, are you finding motherhood more stressful and overwhelming than joyful and fun? Are you spending your days in survival mode just counting down to bedtime? I was there once too. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused and I didn't know my calling beyond motherhood or even if I had one. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full abundant life and I know that that includes us mothers. I'm Elise Rooney and I'm on a mission to empower women through strategies and mentoring to simplify their life and home, make over their mindset, find purpose, walk in faith, to be able to be present with their family. Join me for conversations about being a woman of faith, conscious parenting and marriage, living in your purpose, how you can easily implement simple systems to simplify your home, mind and life, keys to living an intentional life and so much more grab that cup of tea and get ready to thrive this is the wholesome mama show so let's get into today's episode all around postpartum and now there's really four areas that I want us to think about when it comes to postpartum or the first six weeks, the first 40 days, fourth trimester, whatever you want to call this time. Uh, And the first one is healing. The second one is feeding. The third one is bonding. And the fourth point is family adjustment. So really when we're thinking about healing, if you had surgery, what would you do? You would rest and recover. So why is it when we give birth, do we feel like we are so expected to just get back up and keep going? And when you think about your uterus has just expanded to points beyond, I don't even know that I can expand any further than I currently am right now. But then when you birth your placenta, your placenta is the size of a dinner plate. There is a dinner plate sized wound in your uterus that needs to heal so that's why you need at least seven to ten days of complete rest of not doing really much to help ease the bleeding help heal the placenta wound but then you also need to take it easy just like you would if you had a surgery you would call on your support team you would call on your family or your friends to help you You would 
take really good care of yourself, you'd nourish yourself with good food. So we really need to be doing that in our postpartum journey too. So a few things to think about is who is your main support person and how long do you have them around for? So for me, my main support person is my husband and he, at the moment, we're planning for him to have two weeks off. However, we are flexible with uh, days and times that he goes back and look. If I could have him off for a month, I would, but we also need to get paid. <laughs> so who's my main support person? How long do I have them for? What can their support look like? So this will be different uh, if you have other children. So we have two toddlers. So there's all these different things that we need to be thinking about and what gaps need plugging and how can I do that? And then you can look at, okay, well, who is in our inner circle? So we have a lot of our family that live really close. We've got some really good friends that I know would be willing to help us. Okay, what are the things that we need from them? What are those gaps that Petra or I aren't going to be able to do that they can help us with? And my thing is that I've taken off all non-urgent things off the calendar. So if I don't have to do it, I'm not going to do it. Or if I don't want to do it for something that I particularly really want to do, then I will do it. But it's to have an idea of knowing what those first six weeks are going to look like and knowing that if it doesn't come with ease or bring us joy, then we're not going to do it. So then with um, also with healing, so it takes six weeks for your uterus to go back to its size can be longer and the placenta wound to heal it's about seven to ten days for the bleeding to start to really ease five days for your milk to come in but then about six weeks to establish supply so another thing that I've been doing this time around is preparing better for my breastfeeding journey because I was not prepared for one or two baby one or two and so breastfeeding I didn't have the support that I needed and it didn't happen for us, which is fine. But this time I would really, one thing that I would really love to be able to do is to feed my baby. Um, so I've hired a lactation consultant that um, has come over. We just did our um, prenatal consult the other day uh, and she will come over after we get home from the hospital with baby and so I've really set up to have good support um, from a consultant around that area too. And then the when it comes to family adjustment uh, is making sure that Petra and I, so my husband and I still have time together. So even if it is just 10 minutes and we get five minutes each and to ask each other, how are you really feeling? What's coming up for you? What are some things that you're struggling with? Or what are some things that you're really loving at the moment? What are some things that we need to do to make something easier for you? And give them five minutes. And then you can have your five minutes of saying what's really struggling for you or whatever's coming up for you. And the thing here is that clear communication is key. 
So we're not making up stories about what they're thinking or what they're doing or anything like that. It's kind to be clear. So to have clear communication with each other is so important. And another thing that you can do with your partner um, is for them to be the gatekeeper. So everything, every visit, every message, every everything goes through him in the beginning. So when people want to come and drop off a meal, they can message him. People want to come and visit, they can message him. Uh, and another thing that I loved is having a plan in place of what is going to be our strategy and knowing this and having these conversations before the birth is going to help set you up for success. But having the conversations around, okay, what's going to be our nighttime strategy when I've reached my limit? So when I just feel like I can't do it anymore, when I want to run away, what is going to be our strategy? And what's going to be our strategy when it's the middle of the night and I lose the plot? Uh, another really good thing to think about is what is going to be our code word? And this one's really important. What is going to be our code word when visitors are over? I'm feeling overwhelmed. I want them to leave, but they don't seem to leave. And I don't have the confidence or energy to say, get out. So what what's going to be our plan there? It's all about having these plans in place before it happens. And the thing is that if you don't think about it and if you aren't told to think about this, then you don't know. So as a first-time mum, when people, I felt like I had to host. People would want to come over. People that don't normally care would want to come over and see the baby. Really, they say they want to check in on you. We all know they want to come and hold the baby. And I would be there a young first-time mum with a two-week-old baby and having to feel like I need to host people, feeling like I have to get them something to eat, make them a cup of tea. So it's having a plan in place to firefight and having your partner as the gatekeeper is such a good way because your hormones and emotions are still going to be all over the place for a little while and that's okay. And have them to, so to have them as the gatekeeper to say, yeah, you can bring a meal, but it's just not a really great time to come inside. You can bring a meal, we'd appreciate you to drop it, just drop it off at the front door. So that is how you can really get your partner involved in this time as well. And then for us, we have two toddlers still. I still count my son as a toddler, um, but we have two other children. So how do we get them involved and help them adjust to having a baby? So one thing that they are going to do uh, is when I am in hospital having a baby, before they come and visit, Peta is going to take them to the shop, buy a gift from them for the baby. So they will choose a gift. Really, I have chosen the gift, but that's beside the point. But they will buy the baby a gift. Uh, and we also have, we have bought them a present from the baby. We've bought them little baby with bottles. So um, we've done that. Then when they are at, so they're going to the nanny and poppies when I have the baby uh, and they can bake a cake, um, bake the baby a birthday cake. Of course, the baby can't eat it, but we can eat it to say happy birthday for the baby. So they're just two little practical things um, 
But the other time, the other thing that we're really going to be intentional about is me also having time with my other children individually that's just with them, whether that's taking them out the back to the park or reading them a story or doing a painting or something like that. Uh, that is just time with just that child and me. So it's not too much of a stark contrast to mummy's just with the baby now. So it doesn't have time for me. And then just some final things that I wanted to touch on. The first one was food. So it's so important and I get a little bit annoyed at the food that we get offered in hospitals after we have a baby. But because you want to eat warm, slow-cooked, easily digested foods, your body doesn't really want a cold yogurt and a ham and salad sandwich. It wants food to help nourish and fuel it and help replenish all the nutrients and everything that's currently depleted after you give birth your body's craving food to help bring that back so um, there's a book called the first 40 days that goes into a lot of detail around foods and what kind of foods we want there's also lots of beautiful services that are available uh, where you can get postpartum meals delivered to your door that are made especially for women in their postpartum season. And then just some, some other tips as well. What are things that we need help with? Okay, well, we're going to need help with cleaning. We'll probably need help with groceries, with food, with folding the washing, with doing washing, things like that. Write down a list of the things and goes back to what I talked about at the beginning what gaps need plugging, write down a list of those things and ask people what you need and they will happily meet you there. And I know that this is a really hard thing and I found it even now really hard and knowing how important this postpartum season is and knowing how important it is to call in your village and have them help you. But it is so hard because there is such a stigma with needing to be able to do it all ourselves and I think that we really need to well I believe that we really need to break this stigma that this needs to be the new norm that these conversations and this expectation needs to be the new norm of early motherhood not of you just have a baby and you're back at it the next week and another really great practical tip is to have a list of practitioners that you might need ready to go before the baby comes. So things like a um, physio, a lactation consultant, a psychologist or a counsellor, a baby nurse, things like that where it's ready to go so you're not then trying to find someone late at night. You can go to your little list and go, okay, I need to see a lactation consultant. Okay, who was on my list? I'm going to contact them. And so they're just some, that's just really my thoughts and little list of postpartum, fourth trimester, what I'm doing, what I'm going to focus on because we really deserve to rest and replenish our body in this time. So I hope that that has helped you and uh, you can see the show notes for 
more resources and links that I've got there of um, services and books and all the goodness that I have been doing. But I hope that that has helped you, particularly if you are a first or second time mum or third or fourth. It's not too late to prioritise yourself in your postpartum time. I just wish that I did it earlier. But we know better, so now we do better. So hope that that's helped and I can't wait to be with you again next week. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment, leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.